0: the discussion of multi-sport athletes, the benefits, the disadvantages. All of that today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it?
1: Game Time boom.
0: If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson, also known as the Game Time Guru. Today, we are bringing on an amazing guest, and we're going to be talking about multi-sport athletes. But before we get started, I got to remind you guys, follow me on all my social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm going to be producing content throughout all this chaos that we see in the world right now, so make sure to go follow me on those platforms so you can see all the content, interact with me, send me some DMs, that we can talk about on there also wanted to remind you if you guys need some content to read you can always do an audible free trial 30 days listen to some audiobooks you can always take my link it's audible thegametimeguru slash the game time guru and get a free 30-day you know trial so you guys can listen to some of your favorite books on audiobook helps me out helps you guys out so check that out audible thegametimeguru slash the game time guru now like I said before, I'm bringing on one of my best friends. And I, I've known I've known this guy for quite some time. It goes all the way back to middle school. Um, you guys might remember I actually had his brother on the show about a year and a half ago. Uh, and now I get to bring him on the show and talk about this. His name is Brian Brotsman. Brian, thanks so much for joining me, man.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. You sound like it. No, I'm just kidding. We're, we're excited to have Brian on here. It's the first time him and I've actually got to, to chat it up for a while. So I guess, you know, maybe using the sports podcast got us to, to connect again. Um, here's the deal. Brian and I have been discussing things uh, in the last couple of days regarding the whole topic of multi-sport athletes. Uh, Brian hit me up on a DM talking about a couple of things. And I was like, man, this is a great topic for a podcast. I know a lot of people have hit me up on this. Uh, it's, a, it's a discussion that people have nowadays. And Brian, you come from a family of three boys you have two other brothers right two older brothers and you guys grew up all of you guys kind of grew up playing all sports can you kind of discuss how sports influenced you guys in your family and what sports you guys all played together
1: uh yeah so uh mike being the oldest he's about five years older than me uh, a couple years older than kyle there uh kyle and i played a lot of sports together even on the same team for a lot of our lives uh mike was the first one to kind of pioneered a lot of the sports and we saw how like how he played how he did things uh, so, he was kind of a leader that stapled a lot of things for us. Uh, but he played basketball, uh, soccer, it was big for him, uh, and then baseball here and there, you know, throughout growing up. And then once it really was like high school, it was soccer and basketball. And then it dwindled down to just basketball where he was going to be at. Um, and that's where he ended up finishing off, uh, you know, his high school career, is, you know, playing basketball there. Uh, Kyle, we played soccer teams together. We had the brother rivalries, (laughs) you name it. Uh, We played baseball on the same team. We played basketball on the same team. Uh, You know, and then as you get into, like, the middle school, that's when things start kind of divvying up as far as uh, the the middle school teams there and then the high school teams. You know, you got your freshman JV teams and varsity teams. That's where Kyle and I kind of split the difference uh, with him being a year older. Uh, But, you know, with him, he he led the way into jumping into the football uh, for the first one out of all of us. Uh, which opened the door then for me years down the road. I didn't jump right in when he did, but I, I really liked playing soccer. And that's where I really stuck to. Uh, but basketball was amazing. That's where I met some best friends that I still talk to, to this day. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, baseball was fun, but I got bored just standing in an outfield. <laughs> it's basically yeah. where I was put out. And nobody would hit the ball out there besides the one kid that you definitely didn't think he was 12, and you'd crash it over the fence. So – you know, other than that, I just kind of started getting bored out there. I was like, I need to run. That's why I like soccer. That's why I like basketball. And, you know, so I, I stopped playing baseball somewhere around middle school. And uh, I, I don't regret it. Uh, it was the right time for me, uh, playing all the sports I was, making all the friends I was, too. It was, you know, it was great. Um, I mean, that's that's been one of the big things that sports has led for all of us. is just longtime friendships that we've had with people and, you know, still continue those friendships to this day.
0: Totally, man. And as you're talking um, about when you kind of stop playing baseball, like that's kind of how it was for me in football right as I was getting into high school. uh, What a lot of people don't know about me is I was more of a football player than I ever was a basketball player. Uh, football and boxing um, and jiu-jitsu were kind of like all my passions growing up. Basketball was kind of the on the back end of it. Uh, football was where I, I strived. Like, I, I was really good. Like I was really good at football, but I just didn't have the discipline, I don't think. Um, I always was nervous. I was always scared, especially when I got into the high school level. I was, I was as, as a lot of my friends know, I was younger than the majority of my class. I graduated when I was 17, and I was a young 17. Like I was 16 years old my senior year for a week. 17 years old as a college freshman for a week, like I was a young guy. And so like, I think that played a part in my like mentality. I was always scared to like, once I got into the high school level, everybody was bigger, stronger, faster. And so I just kind of stuck to basketball and I kind of honed in on just one sport basketball. And then I got back into boxing my sophomore year in high school. And so I kind of used those as my two sports to go. And I just, I honed in and I always wonder there's there's been times where I've always kind of like gone back in my head. I'm like, should I have played? More than just one sport in high school because I was only doing basketball for the school. Boxing was outside of the school, and this is a good a good conversation to give you guys a little bit of uh, context behind why we're bringing this up. I said, you know, Brian and I were DMing the other day, Uh, we were messaging each other about it. It's because like we we talked about injuries, uh, injuries that happened to his brother later on, but like just kind of how it all worked out, and that's why Brian was saying, you know, you you brought up the conversation of how many sports you guys were playing growing up. So let's talk about. Multi-sport athletes, from your perspective, Brian, do you feel growing up that like playing baseball, playing soccer, did those sports help you in basketball and football and vice versa? Did, uh, did playing all those sports actually help you from an athletic standpoint for playing the other sports or were you doing it more to pass time? Do you feel it, it benefited you, I should say?
1: Uh, I do feel like it benefited me. Um, I, I feel like it was later in my, you know, towards my high school career, the junior, senior year is where playing too many really wore down your body because now at this point in time in your life, you're also in the gym and you're working out and you're lifting weights. And as you know, from our, you know, the football coach was also the gym coach there. Uh, Verdon was very hard on making sure that you're hitting the gym, you're hitting the weights five times a week. Uh, And then, so that put a different stress on our bodies that I don't think we really saw coming as, as it makes you stronger. Yes. It makes you faster. It makes you all those great things less injury prone, but when you're constantly beating your body down, uh, I'm playing a soccer game, I'm playing 90 minutes, I'm playing center mid, I'm running up and down the field, left and right, crashing into everybody else's body, and then I'll go over to the basketball gym. And then I'll be running around for about two and a half hours there, bouncing off everybody, dribbling, stopping, cutting, you name it. And then football, luckily I had a little bit easier where I was just being a kicker, but before I just distinguished being a kicker, I was also playing free safety. That was another impact on the body that was constantly hitting. And then, you know, also, again, you're cutting, you're, ch- you're chopping your feet, you're, you're, you're slicing in another direction, you're hitting other people. Uh, your body really starts taking a, a toll, even at that age. I think it's great for younger, uh, you know, when you're, when you're growing up. I mean, like you were saying, too, like middle school, you know, all the way up to middle school, I think that's multi-sports is amazing. I don't think you, you can really take that away from kids. Uh, like I said before, it brings up different uh, types of friends that you meet. Not everybody plays the same sports. I didn't have a lot of friends, uh, actually ever <laughs> through my high school career, or middle school career that played soccer. None of my friends did. Uh, everybody made fun of me for playing soccer. I was going to that played soccer. Yep. yep. Of uh, yeah. <laughs> I made so, fun of you. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I laughed at, it. I was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, what I could run for hours uh without even having to stop and uh, you know so there was just things that benefited me differently to where I transitioned my condition from the soccer field onto the basketball court I could run up and down all day long not feel tired at all um now you know nowadays one trip up the court and I'm (laughs) winded (laughs) but uh uh, you know hey those those were the benefits of everything that I had going on um you know when I was growing up uh, but, yeah, uh, eventually it started taking its toll to where, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, play four games in a Saturday because uh, that's generally what I was doing. I'd have a 7 or 8 o'clock soccer game in the morning. There was there's 90 minutes of running there. Then it was, r- you know, rush across town to get to a basketball game or a baseball game, which season it was. Then I'm running in that. And then I have, you know, an afternoon soccer game. So I'm running back out for that one. And then we have an evening – uh you know, baseball or or basketball game, or sometimes it was both whenever the seasons were overlapping. Uh, you know so I, I, I could be anywhere from four to five games in a Saturday. Uh, not only the toll on me, but my toll on my parents and their vehicles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know you don't realize that until you have one of your own and you're like, man, I'm wasting so much gas and you know, and that was just for me. That didn't include Kyle, you know, again, saying you know he's we're fifteen months apart. You know, he's playing virtually the same sports I am on different teams. They could be at different uh, parks or wherever the games are being at. So our parents were like, all right, you take Brian, you're going this way. My dad would take, you know, Kyle, go this way or vice versa. Uh, You know, so they're being pulled in that direction. At times, too, we had Mike have to drop us out (laughs) to do our games. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, it definitely hits all around. But, again, it was – you know our parents made friends with a lot of the the parents that we played with uh you know so you know friendships all around again I think was like the kind of the underlying thing that was amazing about all the different sports uh, yeah it really uh it, it starts to get on you and I really saw that in my brother later in his career where it really took a toll on his body uh I mean he had multiple hernia type uh, injuries he had a weird thing on his thigh that just like stuck out of his thigh like this much it was a muscle it was really creepy. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and then just, you, you see too. you know, I see them, you know, and you know, hit, geez, all of us all have back problems. I think that's just age now, but you know, it starts from somewhere and I think that, uh, you know, it, it ends up playing a factor when you're beating your body up 24 seven. Uh, I mean, there is very, very little days for resting. Um, You know, even when we were playing all the sports, I mean, we might have a Sunday off. We might not. I mean, it might be a tournament. So we're playing five games in a weekend. uh, And then we're also between our soccer tournament, we're jumping over to a basketball game or a baseball game. And that might have a tournament going on, too. And so, I mean, it really starts taking its toll. And, you know, I'm I'm glad I quit playing baseball when I did. Uh, You know, throwing a third sport in there on top of everything else. uh, I don't think I would have lasted very long. Um, but I also never saw myself as being a one sport type of person. Um, I have to say I get bored easily, but you know, at times you get frustrated at one thing, like you're not being successful or you're not getting, uh, the playing time as you know, you think you should, or you did the year before, uh, you know, you go to another sport instead of in the bench, you're, you're, you're part of the starting five or you're part of the starting 11, uh, whichever sport it is you're playing. So. That was a, you know, a benefit for me is I, I felt like I was getting bored with baseball. Standing in the outfield, you know, play three innings or four innings until they made you subbed out because every kid had to play. Uh, it, I, it just seemed like a waste of time to me. Uh, it really was. Uh, you know, I was like, I know I'm a better athlete than a lot of these other you know players on my team. No, no harm to them. Not everybody's, you know, been – not everybody has older brothers that play and beat you up all the time to make you better. <laughs> so, right. you know, I'd always, you know, I hated my brothers, you know, for beating up on me, but then I realized that, you know, they, they made me stronger and made me a better player. But, you know, that's uh, one of those things where, you know, baseball just seemed boring to me. We didn't really play baseball with sites to catch. That's the, that all you can do with each other. And yeah. yeah. At that time, you're just like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, so standing in an outfield for three and a half innings, wasn't fun to me getting hit by pitches. Wasn't fun. I was like, I'd rather be hitting people than getting hit by a ball. <laughs> totally.
0: So, totally. And, uh, and you know, you brought a few things, a, a few really good points up here, and I think this is this is something that we should be discussing, especially those who have kids that are coming up playing sports. And I know there's a lot of mixed opinions, but there's a couple things I want to touch base on. One is the amount that you are playing. So, like, and at the age of which you stopped playing a ton of sports at the same time. Um, obviously we kind of talked about that middle school range. You brought up a point, like maybe get into high school. It's it's good to kind of hone in and on, on a few, not so many, um, but yeah. it's also important for us to note at what level you're playing. So like you mentioned that uh, your baseball career is more low key, but soccer and basketball specifically at, at a particular point, like you're playing a lot of basketball, you're playing a lot of soccer. And for soccer, you guys were really good. So you guys were playing for club teams. You were playing for mm-hmm. like at the at a higher level for your age group than, you know, just – than the average individual at that age. So you were playing at a high level there and then playing at a high level of basketball. So you're playing at a high level. And I'm curious, you know, it's true for anybody who has played, for instance, what, what Brian's referencing is like in the summer times. Okay. In the summer times for high school basketball, you have, you have tournaments for basketball, even though basketball season is long gone, you still have tournaments for your basketball team. And in those tournaments, like you do them for like three weeks straight, and within like three days, you'll play close to, you know, eight to 10 games at times because you're playing a lot of games all at once. Boom, 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 boom. Well, at the same time, that same week, and sometimes even in the same days, he might be playing soccer for his his team. It just depends on the, the time of the year, but that happens quite frequently. And so I think it's about the, it, it's a lot of repetition. It's a lot of wear and tear on the body, but I'm going to ask you, Brian, to go along with that. You're, you're mentioning that the repetitions and stuff take a tool on the body, but a lot of people will come out and say, well, the injuries actually happen when you're playing just one sport because you have the repetition of the same movements over and over. Whereas when you're mm-hmm. playing multiple sports, you're doing different types of movements, like short bursts in football compared to soccer, where it's a lot more long-winded running, but you're still doing cuts here and there. Like there's different movements athletically that kind of build your body to prevent injury. I'd like your thoughts on that because some people think to the contrary, like if you're just playing one sport, it causes more injuries down the, down the road as compared to playing multiple sports where you're actually preparing the foundation for your body to take that wear and tear.
1: Yeah. You know, that's actually a very good point. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I felt, you know, in my own experience too is one thing built me better for something else, you know, where my cardio was off the charts because of my soccer, which may be better at basketball, I could run up and down the court long before everybody else where, you know, a couple trips down and, you know, no stoppage in play. I mean, if you have no whistles for a few trips, people start getting tired. Uh, but I would be like, oh, I'm going to go. Let's go another five minutes straight. I don't have a problem. I don't need a whistle. Let's just keep playing. Uh, So I I do agree that, yeah, like playing multiple sports does build your body up. Uh, I think it really hits home, though, right around where your growth spurts really start hitting, that 13, 14 age, and then you're introduced to weights. Weights will make a big difference in building your body long term or also help destroying it. Um, I mean, we've seen some of the best athletes, you know, coming out of high school that don't end up mounting to anything. They don't go to college, uh, their body. You can just tell like, Oh man, this, this kid's been in the weight room all summer and it shows But then nothing amounts to it. Uh, you know, they, they might look bigger, faster, stronger, uh, but they just don't have the same talent cause they went all in on one sport, you know, and in that sense, or they have, they're constantly having ankle injuries. They have, they've had knee surgeries already, you know, a few of them before they even hit junior year in high school. Uh, That happens a lot with girls as well. Uh, They've been through a – it's very rare to see a a D1-type athlete that's a female, for basketball anyways, that hasn't already potentially had a knee surgery or had some type of major injury where they had to be sidelined for a little bit. Uh, For some reason, uh, the statistics show that the females are a little bit more – susceptible to that i mean it hits them a little bit differently just because of their you know what's happening on their bodies right now at that time so you know it's it definitely is better but i also would stress in that time frame where everything is going through its spurts is you gotta limit down a little bit like i'm glad i did stop baseball if i would have kept on putting baseball on me it might not have been physically demanding but the mental demand from baseball alone uh starts taking its toll uh you know and again like i was saying you know, like, I wasn't bad at baseball. I was just on a team that saw me as an expendable person that could put in an outfield and be interchanged when the next person had to play. I was like, yeah, that's not about me. I, I-, I want to play 24-7. That's what I do on my other teams, and that's what I want to do now. And I'm going to leave it at that and just walk away from the sport, you know, before I end up hating it, you know. And I think that's one thing that happens to kids that only play one sport is that they get huge amounts of pressures put on them, and they end up hating it, and they don't want to play. Uh, so I do like the fact of playing multiple sports, uh, again, like I said, it kept me interested. Like I was like, Oh man, I'm sitting on the bench today. Well, cool. I'm going to leave early today. Coach. I got a soccer game. That's going to start about an hour and a half. So I'm going to go get ready for that. Uh, instead of watching the last four innings that I'm sitting from the bench, you know? So sometimes it worked out for my benefit that I was, you know, I'd play the first three innings and then I'd be sitting, I'm like, all right, got to go. <laughs> and I'd go play for my baseball team, you know, for my soccer team and wouldn't have to worry about it. So, uh, but then my competitive nature would always take over too. Like I wanted to play, I wanted to win. Uh, you know, that was being the youngest brother of the three uh, and having my, you know, closest to older brother, the second one, Kyle. There was always it was it was always a battle. So you know, there's the competitive nature that we brought out of each other on that. Um, but I, yeah, again, like I, I played all the sports that he did because I wanted to be better than him. Uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, he was on a different level for a lot of things just by natural just natural gifts uh, he, that he had. Uh, so, I, But, yeah, I mean, kind of rounding back to it, I mean, multiple sports, it's great for everybody. I, I think it's great for those kids. But once you start hitting that freshman, sophomore year and you're going to have your kid in a weight room, you really need to take a look back at what you're really going to be doing. And they can't be playing three-plus sports and having ten games in a weekend. Like, it's just not going to work out for them.
0: I, I really like, as you're saying the weight room thing, I think that's something that we need to focus in on when you hit the weight room and you really, like you really hit the weight room. That's when it's uh, cause everyone like freshman, sophomore year, everyone's hitting the weight room. Some people develop faster than others, but it's usually like that junior senior year. If I go back in time and I look back at, at high school, even on the basketball team, we had a lot of guys that played football, including yourself. Um, there were a few of them from junior year to senior year. I mean, they made a major focus on football and in the weight room because their training required it. You, you mentioned it. Our, our football coach was very, very honed in on the weight room and the importance of it. And so you can kind of see a difference in their basketball athleticism senior year compared to their junior mm-hmm. year because they put on a lot of bulk. They prepared themselves properly for football, but that didn't necessarily prepare them for basketball, which – ultimately kind of, I think, in a sense, hindered their performance. And that's not anything against them. They focused in on football because that's what they were training. And it, I guess it comes down to, like, I mean, every sport you got to train differently. And when you start <clears> getting older and you start getting more serious about particular sports, it's very difficult to train all in, like, in the weight room, all your performance training for basketball when you've got to do all the football training because it's a different type of training. You're going to be training differently yep. with the weights for each sport that you're playing. Baseball players aren't going to want a ton of bulk, I mean, they obviously want to hit the weights, they want to hit better, but a lot of it's going to be mechanics. So they're going to be focusing on a lot of the mechanical stuff. It's just a lot of uh, different training for each sport specifically. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to understand. I think that kids, it's great playing all the way through when you're young, playing optimist football, you know, the little league baseball, you're playing, you know, club basketball growing up, just kind of like getting a lot of basketball and, and all these, this experience. But once you get into that higher level, I honestly believe it's it's to your benefit to not be putting your body through that. We talked about it before. Your brother mm-hmm. specifically, I remember it It wasn't until we were talking. I think it was yesterday, or the day before. We were just talking about it. I remember my sophomore year, and he was I think he was uh, floating on JV and varsity for basketball, but he he had been playing football. He kind of introduced himself into football that year. Um, he was playing basketball, he's playing soccer. And I remember he would come to, he'd have his shoulder iced. I didn't even know what he had done to his shoulder, but he had like a shoulder iced, his ribs were wrapped up. Um, He had like an issue on his thigh, his back hurt all the time. And I'm like, man, he's, if I go back and look at him, I'm like, he was only a junior in high school at the time. And that just kind of compounded over time. And I think that does happen to people. It compounds over time. Now, with sports being the way that they are now, especially at the high school level, Brian, let me ask you this. We see that club sports are super important. Now, here in Idaho, club sports are really important because a lot of the recruiting, especially on the basketball side of things, doesn't come from their high school teams. They don't get a lot of recognition from their high school teams. The focus is in on their club teams, meaning they travel with, it's a bunch of of the best of the best traveling to different tournaments across the region, across the country. That's where they get their college recruiting. So they're literally like, if you really want to get recruited, especially in certain states like Idaho, you got to put in a focus on the club basketball. That's almost year round. Not always year round, but it's, you're playing ball a lot. Yeah. To, me, yeah. to me, that doesn't seem like you should be. I mean, you. It's almost forcing you to focus in on one sport. They're almost forcing you to do that if you really want to be successful at one sport. What are your thoughts there? And how have club sports changed from the time you were playing soccer till now? I mean, if we flash forward fifteen years or so.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Club sports is it is the the main focus for a lot of recruiters as well. Uh, the reason being is because. So a lot of the times for our soccer for the Treasure Valley, when we played the, for the Treasure Valley Club League, is uh, we would go down to Vegas. We had a, probably about three tournaments a, a year that we would be doing down in Vegas for soccer, and that was where all of the coaches came to. Uh, and then as your season would progress, you would get to – you play state, and then you would do regional. I mean, like, it was just a – it was a bigger opportunity for scouts to come in there. Look at look at who you are and find you there. Like they're not gonna come sit in your in your school stands. Uh, the last per, last time I ever remember hearing about uh, anybody coming into Meridian High School's gym uh, was when uh, Bauer played for us. Uh, right. Jacob Bauer. Uh, that was the last time that I recall seeing scouts from D one top schools. You know, naming a couple out there. I mean, I remember Duke was in the house. Uh, You had everybody from the Pac-12 coming in, watching him as a sophomore. Uh, You don't hear that anymore. A lot of these scouts aren't going to local high schools, uh, to the gyms, the football fields. Uh, They can always get the tape. And the the internet has really changed a lot. Also, in the last fifteen years, everybody has on the snap of their phone. Uh, it, It just happens. Uh, so they also don't have to do a lot of traveling, but they still do because you have to get the intangibles. You have to look at what's going on between the mindset and a lot of that you can't see through a film, but, uh, and that's where the club teams come into play. They're playing at these tur- these huge tournaments that will go, uh, there'll be, some of them would be a four day tournament because uh, they would have massive amounts of teams. And then the scouts would be hanging around, see what the first round games look like disappear for the next couple, you know, round robin games that they had. And then they would show up for the semifinals and the championships and that's when they really start picking apart what kind of player they're looking at. Like, oh, well, we were looking at this, you know, number 10. Uh, well, he, he, you know, he loses his cool early. His team gets down. He's getting on people. Like they really start dissecting kids a lot more because they can do that at the highest level. Because uh, at a club team, you don't make a club team just because you showed up. That, you know, and, and that, unfortunately that's where a lot of high school teams have gotten to. Uh, I remember when uh, our split came in, they built Mountain View. It was basically like, oh, you showed up today for the tryout. You're on the team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, You know, ha- uh, more than that, about half of our varsity soccer team, I mean, we went from winning state the year before, then the split happened, and we end up with four returning players from our state championship team. And then the rest were, you know, we had JV players, but then if those were the players that stayed. And the other people were freshmen. A freshman and sophomore that basically just happened to show up and we needed bodies to fill the spot to play on the field. So, uh, you know, so a lot of those, again, it's, it's kind of forced into boundaries, which isn't how, uh, you know, Treasure Island was put together it was you had to try out and there'd be hundreds of kids and you would have to stand out. And that was as simple as that. And like, you had to be the best of the best to get picked up on an 18 man team for soccer anyways. Uh, You know, and that's also, again, how it was for AAU and Little League. You had to try out. Um, During my time, anyways, I don't know what they're doing nowadays, but you had to to actually try out and you had to make it. Um, I know Treasure Valley changed things a lot now. Like, there's only a few club teams compared to when I was there. We had about 12 club teams. And, you know, from what I last heard, it was down to, like, probably like six or something. A lot of them rolled into one and forming super teams basically to, you know, win the regionals and win the nationals and just great because you got best of the best again on a team and a lot of those kids, I mean, if you're on that team, you're getting scouted. Uh, so it's it's the benefit of playing those club teams is you're going to get scouted. Uh, you're more than likely going to get a scholarship, especially if your team's good uh, and you're part of that.
0: Totally, and I, I have a personal question for you then too because I didn't play club basketball, club basketball specifically, was so you're talking soccer i'm I'm gonna kind of jump over here because soccer was (laughs) ahead of the curve when it came to club sports basketball in the treasure valley at the time that we were in high school uh which doesn't even seem that long ago but i mean if you really flash back 2006 is when we graduated so it's been 14 years um club basketball wasn't that big they had like boise flight and it wasn't that yeah i mean there was aau but like AAU's almost been phased out with the club sports that are coming through now um it's, it's crazy but like they had boise flight and that was it uh, now they've got yeah. club teams, like it's grown immensely. Like they've got hoop dreams that came out Boise slam. Um, they've got, I mean, I can't even name oh, all, the, wow. all the teams. Idaho select got <laughs> all their stuff. There's a ton of them, right? So there's a ton of different club teams because they're making a huge focus on that. I never really got to experience it, but from when I talked to to athletes that have played on both the high school level and the, the club level, they seem to, I mean, they learn a lot from both because club sports typically, especially in basketball is a little bit faster. It's a little bit faster pace less um, sets, if you will. Like in high school, you're mm-hmm. running plays. This is more fast-paced for basketball in the in the club level because it's a faster-paced game and you have better athletes. So they learn from both. But they typically will tell you because they're surrounded by better talent on the club level, they learn more and they improve better because you surround oh, yourself yeah. with better people. You're typically going to rise to the occasion. What was your experience playing club soccer compared to high school soccer, especially at, at your school, which was our school, where the soccer team at the high school level was, like you said, it unfortunately went from winning state to being one of the worst in the, in the state. <laughs> and then you're playing for a club team that had the best of the best. Did you feel that you, you learned more and improved more at the club level than you did from the high school level?
1: Uh, I do. Uh, especially when I was first playing club, I was playing up a year. Uh, basically, like my dad wanted us to be on the same team. Uh, so he wanted me, Kyle and I, to be on the same team. And so I was playing up a year. Uh, I didn't get all the playing time in the world when I was first going there because we had some really good kids on our team. Uh, but I also learned a lot, and it made the competitive nature really kick in. Like, not just my brother. Now I got to compete with, you know, other players to get onto a spot. And so, you know, that grew me as well. Uh, and then once I I was forced, once we our club merged with another club and I was forced to drop down to my age group, uh, there was – There was the A team and then there was the B team. We basically, there was just capital A and capital crap is basically what we called it. Uh, It is what it is. And, uh, the capital A team, they had won state the year before They were constant contenders. They had, they had the cream and the crop of the players. And I was like, Oh man, like these guys are really good. And I had to go to the tryouts. And I was told within the first about half an hour that, Hey, like you're good, but you're not the good that we're looking for. I was like, Oh, okay so right then and there 30 minutes into a trial i was told that like but hey we got the the capital crap team you can go play for them and i was like ah no i don't even want to play but my dad forced me to play for it and i was like okay like even still at that club level was better than when i ha- ended up having to deal with at the high school level the coaching staff alone was better uh the support system that the treasure about like the, that the club itself offered was better uh but it, I also then saw that okay so i'm supposed to be the top person on this this b team and it made me really stand out a lot more to where halfway through the season the a team was like hey we made a mistake uh we want you to join our team next year and i was like i'm probably not gonna play next year <laughs> so uh you know but then i got recruited by one of the other clubs that said hey we need a center midfielder come play for us and so i went to the other team and then i spanked the capital a team every time we played them just show them who was boss. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but then, you know, when I went to play high school, my freshman year, uh, they, they opened it up to where freshmen can make JV. Cause it was either before it was freshmen, you either made varsity or you didn't make it, it didn't, like you didn't make it at all for soccer. Cause they didn't have a freshman team. It was either JV or it was varsity. Uh, so they opened it up though. That freshmen could play on the, uh, the JV team because our team was stacked with juniors for the varsity team. And that was the crazy part. It was like sophomores and juniors and then like four or five seniors. Um, so they were stacked out. Um, again, they, they went through, I think it was like 12 or 14 games without even conceding a goal. <laughs> and then they, they blew through. I mean, they were blowing people out uh, left and right. I mean, they didn't lose a game until like, close to the end of the regular season uh and I was like wow and I was playing on the JV team and we were we were decent uh we weren't bad by any means I mean we ended with a winning, winning record we made it a couple games into our district tournament uh but I, I learned you know from there too was like I'm used to being a captain I was used to running the team uh and they put me in a totally different position I wasn't used to playing sweeper and they were like no we want you to play sweeper I didn't like it but I you know I, I, I wanted to play. I was going to play the position the best of my ability, and you know I ended up loving playing sweeper. So that was also you know a benefit of well, hey, like I don't have to put the whole team on my back, but I also got to command a lot more. I like to talk. I like to yell. Uh, being the sweeper, I got to see the whole entire field. Uh, so I could really do, uh, you know, a like great job commanding because that's where my boss. Uh, not my boss, but my my coach was like, "Hey, like you're really loud and you like to yell, so I'm gonna put you in the back so you can yell forward to everybody and tell them what to do." And I was like, "Sounds good to me." Uh, so I was given kind of free reign on that. Uh, and then, you know, that happened like this the my freshman year, and then sophomore year is when the school split, and uh, you know. I knew I was going to be on varsity, but it basically, I made varsity. Just you know, I didn't even have to try out. I just showed up, made varsity. Yeah, uh, hey, it is what it is. But then, like, it came to the point where like we don't even have a team really to field. Uh, there are so many question marks at every position because again, it's not the best of the best. It's who you have in your district that lives in this certain cut kitty yeah. corner area, and these are the kids you have to get. like. We had to like, oh man, like we had to get kids to come play. Like, like hey, play soccer, come play with us. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was bad. And then we're just like, okay, this person can run up and down really fast. So we're going to put them, you know, as a winger or this person has ridiculous cardio. So we're gonna put them in the middle just because they can run around and be in, in the way of people. And they don't really need to make a pass because we'll just pass over them. But we just need them to be in the way of the opposing team. Uh, so that's what we had to like piece together things. Um, and that's where his struggles came in. I mean, frustration would sit in because you know, then we're playing against teams that had better boundary lines, that had better players in them. And, I mean, we didn't win a game until we played a 4A team, uh, and we were a 5A team. Uh, but, I mean, we had the talent level that was – you know, we had great talent, but we only had a small handful of it. Uh, and that only can do so much for you in a, in a system that was talent everywhere else but yours. And But, yeah, like you said, we, we went from winning state one year to uh, – making the district tournament uh, on the whim because basically everybody gets it and we had to play the top seed team and we got rocked the first game and we were out and it was kind of the blessing in disguise that we were yeah. done with the season already. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, I showed back up for my junior year and this is kind of like the same thing. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this again, but did it again, went back my, my senior year and uh, just really got fed up with it. I mean, it was, it was worse and worse. Cause I was like, Oh man, like we got, Three returners uh, out of the three, two of us are actually good. <laughs> the third one just is that person that was here. Uh, and it really is, it sucks to say that, but that's just where it was at. I mean, we were then freshman heavy. Uh, I mean, we had the most freshman players on our team out of everybody in the district. Uh, and that was one of those times, too, where I started really focusing in on uh, on basketball, uh, not basketball, but uh, on football and kicking and seeing that as, a, as an extra lead out. Uh, just because our team was really good, we got a lot of focus from player, uh, from scouts uh, on the football team, and so I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I kicked last year, I'm kicking this year, and I should probably focus on something that can take me to a next level. Uh, so, like, there's no club stuff though for football. It's you know, high school. Not sure what they got now, but uh, that's where it was at, and the club stuff was phasing out. Um, our team. From the club, though, I mean, you get to the point to where you don't see a lot of these kids. And so uh, you don't know who's showing up for practices, who's showing up for games. Uh, and that's, you know, where my club team ended up kind of falling apart. My senior year is, you know, everybody being a senior and doing senior stuff and not showing up for classes and not showing up for your games is basically a part of it. So, uh, you know, at the end of that, like, yeah, kind of later in the, that senior year, the, the soccer league just kind of died for everybody. Right. Right. Uh, I think it's really big for the 16, 17 year olds, and then once you hit that 17, 18, it, you know, kind of fizzles. Uh, you know, they got more important stuff to do during the summertime. than go, you know, travel across the town to go play a game. Uh, so, you know, but that's where, you know, I focused in on football for, you know, high school, and really focused in on honing my craft for kicking. Uh, you know, that's specifically where I was, you know, thinking that hey, I, if I have a next level chance, it's going to be at this. Uh, I saw where I was getting capped out for soccer and, you know, again, it becomes those times where you got to make that choice of what's my next step. And yeah, so that's where it came to. It's, it's
0: interesting. You just said that too, as we, as we wrap up the, the discussion here, I'm really glad that you were actually like giving us the detail because we get to see it from your perspective. It really comes down to like what the athlete is honing in on um obviously if you guys you know you're you're paying attention to this interview brian's talking about this stuff and this is real life issues that we run into i think a lot of it when you play high school sports a lot of it comes down to your boundary every every district is different every state is different but in where we come from it's all about boundaries who lives within this boundary it's not just open enrollment i think that's changing uh just down the road from us like when we were in high school the Boise district was open enrollment compared to Meridians, which wasn't yet. We all played each other in the same conference, which was, it came down, it was a super, super sketch situation. So sometimes it's just, you you get who you get and that's the, that's the only way to put it. Um, and we still, what we're seeing nowadays too, is it comes down to, to the, the areas of which these, these schools are located. Um, unfortunately those, in the wealthier areas, tend to do better at their sports because these kids, it costs money to play sports these days. It's expensive. Playing these year-round club sports and playing all the mm-hmm. time and traveling to these tournaments, it's not cheap. And so the parents that typically are wealthier, they have these kids at these predict their schools, and they seem to rise, whereas the other ones kind of try to, to fight with that blue-collar mentality, and it's just you see it happen a lot. Whereas when you're on these club teams, you're playing with the best of the best. That is what it is. And so you're seeing the difference between high school sports and club sports one. Two, we're kind of seeing where Brian was saying here, honing in on, like, what is your focus? Where do you think you're going to get, like, if, a, if, a, if an athlete wants to play at the next level, at the collegiate level, what opportunity is going to give them that best chance? Like, what, what, what sport's going to give them that best chance? For you, as football. You, like you said, even though you were late to the football game in comparison to a lot of, a lot of players, you knew that you had a skill set that was unique as a kicker. That not everybody has you kind of saw how your brothers kind of took the, t- to the lead there and you're like okay i see that there's there's an opportunity there and you honed in on it um i think that's where it's going to come down to the multi-sport athlete thing people can talk say benefits disadvantages this and that but it, ultimately when you get to the high school level and you're if the player wants to continue to play it at, at the next level there may be a time where they have to hone in and figure out well what's what's going to get me there um can you play multiple sports yeah possibly but uh I definitely don't think it would be smart for the high school kids. I still don't think it's smart for them to be overlapping. I don't think you'd be playing football. Football and basketball don't necessarily overlap unless you win the state championship and that overlaps for like three days. But then you want to probably give them a space in between. You don't want to be overlapping playing soccer tournaments, basketball tournaments, going from soccer to football, soccer to football. You don't want to be doing that stuff either. Like I think it's smart for the students. It's smart for the athletes. If they're going to play multiple sports, give them time to split up in between. But actually, it's probably smarter to hone in on one once you get to that level, junior, senior year, when your body develops and you hit the weight room. I mean, this is a good Mm -hmm. discussion. I'm sure there's going to be mixed opinions on it. But I just want to say thanks, Brian, for joining me, man, and and giving your thoughts on the matter, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here again. I am. (laughs) You're the man. And everybody else, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Uh, Go give me a follow on all my social media platforms. This is The Game Time Guru, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.